0: Hi, I'm Bridget Morawski, and I'm the creative director of Baz Brothers Unlimited, a vintage wholesaler based in Fresno and Los Angeles, California. This is your biweekly dose of all things vintage. everyone. Welcome back to another episode of my Best Vintage Life podcast. It is going to be the last episode of the year. What? We did it. We almost did it. And I'm trying to be positive about 2021. So let's move on. This is going to be a positive podcast. I've been doing okay. I hope that you've been doing well. Um, I just closed on my new home, which is very exciting. I'm going to be moving, selling the house that I live in right now, which is really difficult and sad and emotional, but it's time to move on. So, just bought a new house. It's from uh, the 1970s, and it has a lot of its original charm still, which I'm going to work around and use within the home so going to do some upgrades the bathrooms are colored there's uh, blue and aqua so going to have fun with those and the rest of the rooms I'm going to kind of keep more neutral but still maintain that amazing you know 1970s craftsmanship super excited about that so Moving on, I'm going to do my little opening notes here. If you need to reach out about anything podcast related, you can either do so through our website or directly to this email, admin, A D M I N, at my best dot com. That's admin, A D M I N, at my best dot com. You can also find us on social media. There's two Instagrams now. There's one for the podcast, at my best life podcast, and there's also one for the Academy. So Art and I started an online learning academy to learn about vintage. Um, We're a little bit behind in terms of getting some stuff live, but so far we have a retail math course live, which is really cool. And we also have a monthly subscription where you get a different vintage lesson every week taught by the man himself, Art Bazzarcanian. And for those of you who haven't met him yet or you're new to listening, he is my boss and he has 25 plus years in the vintage industry. So follow us on both social medias, also have Facebook pages, and there's a Pinterest account for the podcast if you're more into pinning. I haven't been as active on that. I need to get back into pinning, especially now with the new house. I have a personal account and a, uh, a business account, so I try to keep them separate. It's hard, though. It's so hard toggling back and forth. Like if you have, I also have a personal Instagram and a personal Facebook. It's it's work, <laughs> And I would love to pay someone to do it, but I'm way too much of a control freak um, to give that over to somebody. So for now, uh, I guess I'm just tired. <laughs> we also have websites for the podcast, com. You can listen to the podcast directly on the website in case you're having trouble finding it. You shouldn't, but just in case. You can do shopping there, read blog posts, Um, Read a little bit more about the podcast itself and about me. We also have an academy website, which is where you would purchase your classes through. It's mybestvintagelifeacademy.com. And if you want to sign up for classes and you're having some issues, any kind of tech issues, whatever, obviously feel free to reach out to me if that is the case. It's a pretty straightforward interface, though, very user-friendly. Google Voice, we have area code five five nine three six five six seven four three. That's five five nine three six five six seven four three. Would love to get a uh, a voicemail from one of you if that's how you'd prefer to reach out. My phone is feeling very lonely, so give it a call and you can you can say whatever you want. You can say hi, you can ask a question. you can you know it's it's an open platform. Just don't say anything inappropriate. <laughs> and um i got really great reviews this week from a few people um about the podcast so thank you so much for doing so it really it makes such a huge difference especially in the apple podcast app because you know just like every other social media platform there's an algorithm so the more reviews you get the more ratings you get the more likely you're going to show up when someone's looking for a podcast, and you've probably all seen that, you know. Oh, since you listen to this, you might like this. Uh, so it just bumps me up higher there. And the whole point of that is more people get educated on vintage. That's the whole goal, right? I'm not out there looking for popularity. I'm looking to teach people and to help people. So if you're going to have some time over the holiday breaks, it literally takes like five minutes to write a review. I would really appreciate it. And to anyone who's done so not just recently, but ever, I appreciate them so much. And I like looking back on them and reading them and um, seeing your feedback. So thank you so much for doing that. My obsession at the moment. Oh my gosh, guys, I have been doing something so radical and crazy. No, just kidding. I've been feeding birds in my yard. (laughs) And that's my obsession at the moment. So I bought this bird feeder. I got it at Tractor Supply. It was on sale. And I liked it. I think it's like made in the United States. It's squirrel uh, safe. And I had to get one of those because the squirrels in my yard, they're just gluttons. They'll eat everything. So it's cool. Like there's a little perch. And if a bird lands on it, it won't collapse. But if the squirrel lands on it, it collapses and he falls. I mean, it's like three feet off the ground. He's not going to get hurt or anything. But I put the seed in the bird feeder and nothing. So then I had this big bag of bird seed. I'm like, well, I'm just not going to waste it. So I started throwing it. I have this like, I have a bougainvillea. I'm sure a lot of you know what those are. If you don't, you should look them up. They're beautiful. like tropical. It's a tropical plant that you see in California and the Mediterranean. It's very, it's not the easiest thing to grow in other climates. You'd have to grow it indoors, but it grows well in California. So I have a bougainvillea and like these pavers around it. I don't know what was there, like what my prior my old landlords, what they had there. um, When I bought the house from them, I just inherited everything as is. So I'm not sure, maybe they had like a grill there or something, but I put a plant, I took one or two pavers out, put the bougainvillea in with a trellis, and then there's all these pavers, which is kind of nice. So I started throwing the seed on there, and it has become a smorgasbord of, you know, you have like blue jays and sparrows and Uh, morning doves and um, squirrels and a few other I have a bird book and binoculars I've been watching them this is what my life is turning into now bird watching so clearly um, I have started getting AARP mail like five years ago and now I'm kindly you know finally settling into it I think they think that I'm my mom who many of you know has passed away. I think I'm getting her mail. I have no idea. I started getting AARP, which is for retired people, when I was in my 20s. And I'm like, is this a sign? Should I be retiring? I wish. Mm. So yeah, I'm watching uh, birds now. I'm not being mean about bird watching. But I do think frequently think of it as someone who's like retired. They wake up in the morning, they make their cup of coffee, and then they go to the window and watch birds. But that's what I'm doing. And I also am obsessed with, and if I have any uh, especially followers, uh, listeners in the UK, I mean, I know I do. So when I got my new TV, I um, it came with channels. So I don't have cable, but the TV came with like all these cool channels. They're like fake TV channels. It's a Samsung TV, I think. So there's this channel called Journey. I don't know. Maybe that's a real channel in real life on like a cable system. I have no idea. But they play Anthony Bourdain, who I adore. Um, and they also have this show about a fish and chips truck, which I also love fish and chips. I just had some last night and, uh, it's this guy, he's like an ex cricket player from the UK is last night. He's like Freddie Flintoff, Freddie Flintoff. Anyways, he and this author, I think the other guy's an author, they drive around, they go to like, they've gone to Northern Ireland, they've gone to Scotland and like all over the place in the UK, and um they sell fish and chips out of like a food truck and you wouldn't think that is entertaining I don't really like reality television like I don't do the Kardashians the housewives I don't do any of that but when it comes to food and travel I'm okay with it especially food so yeah I um I'm like hooked on the show the thing about that channel is it's like I don't know they play the same episodes over and over again like they keep playing anthony bourdain in montana anthony bourdain in vietnam i mean they're great episodes but like jesus how many times can i watch these episodes so it's kind of getting to be the same thing with the fish and chips oh yeah they paddle down this river and then they stay at like um these old vintage camper grounds so whatever anyways it's a really cool show. I like it. I don't know anything about those guys. Hopefully they're good people. It says at the end of the show that they donate money to like the rainforest, so they can't be that, that bad, right? I don't know. Don't quote me. Anyways, those are my obsessions. Uh, feeding birds and washing watching a show about fish and chips. Yeah, that's, that's, that's how my 2020 is wrapping up. <laughs> So I wanted to keep this episode positive. I was going to reflect on the year and I'm like, oh God, no, I don't want to talk about 2020 anymore. It's time to move on, be positive. Uh, You know, I feel like you guys look to me for positivity and laughter because that's the type of person that I am. So why be down in the dumps about it? We all know it was a pretty awful year. Everyone I think will agree on that and to different varying levels and we all have different opinions on things. So Let's just all agree to move forward in a positive direction. So what I came up with were 21 um, vintage tips for a positive 2021. You like that? I was going to do 20 and Art was like, why not do 21? And I said, yes, why not do 21? (laughs) I don't know what I was thinking. Anyway, here they are. I was like, wait, let me make sure I actually did 21. I did. I did this over the span of like three days because I was having some some writer's block, I guess you could call it. I mean, I am writing, so yeah. All right, number one, have some free time. Well, what I suggest you do is put together five to 10 outfits, you know, outfits that they might not be all vintage, some vintage elements, maybe it is all vintage, whatever floats your boat. Put those outfits together that you love, document them. You know, whether you have a phone, a point and shoot, a DSLR camera, whatever it is, Document them, then remix them, then document those. And you know, maybe let's call this a challenge. If you end up doing that, tag me on Instagram. I'd love to see. You could do that with that real thing. I'm not really into the reels. I'm not into TikTok. I think it's a great thing for like younger people, but I'm just getting to the point now where I'm like cresting over the like I'm old and I don't want to learn anything new anymore. Um, no, I think it's really cool. I do them every now and then, but that could be a cool thing to do a reel. You can do it for your your audience and tag me and I'll share it with my audience. So remix those outfits, rewear you know, it's a great thing to do with your closet. If anybody's going back to work, um, back to physically going back to work, I don't know how that's working. I have so many different listeners all over the place. Maybe some of you already are, depending on how bad COVID is where you live, but you're going to need some work outfits, right? Can't be in sweatpants at work. So remix those outfits, have some ready, and that way you can just like reference your phone, reference your camera, you can print them out, whatever you want to do, and you got yourself some outfits. Using that vintage that you own, or maybe pull some pieces from your business, whatever you want to do. I think it's a good tip. Number two hey, re listen to the episode of my Best Vintage Life podcast called Vintage Clothing Kit and stock up. Nothing better than being prepared for the new year, right? Maybe you listened to that episode a while back and you didn't actually act on it and get any of those things. Maybe you didn't have the money at the time, maybe you didn't have the time at the time, whatever re-listen to it, make a list, see what you need, make sure you're all stocked up for the new year so you can start it on a, uh, a good stepping off point. Number three, hey, commit to meeting some new people in the vintage community. It could be locally, it could be online, you don't have to meet them face-to-face, maybe there's social media groups, meetup groups, whatever. You know, support support people support others find people that you can support and actually support them you know or maybe find a cause that's that's special to you and and support that within the vintage community but if you're actually going to say you're supporting it do that you know don't be hypocritical because I've seen a lot of that this year you know oh people I'm supporting this I'm supporting that I post this I post that but it's like what are you doing in real life for those groups of people, those organizations, those communities, whatever, you know, like put some action behind your words. And I think that's a really great way to meet people, to show your support for people and to, you know, we've been isolated for so long. And even if you're not physically meeting up with these people, just having someone to talk to a different point of view, a new friend that can really make a difference to your mental health. So if that's something you have the ability to do, I suggest you do it. Number four, uh, you know, you might have that two repair pile piled up somewhere in your house. Work on it. Don't feel like you have to do it all at once. Maybe break it into chunks. Okay, in January, I'm going to do this much. I'll do this much in February, and then maybe by March, you're done. Or maybe you do it all in January. It all depends on your time and your ability to, you know, get it done efficient efficiently. Um, and, you know, if, if you're having trouble getting stuff like that done, especially if you own a business... Get better at blocking time, you know, try to understand, okay, especially if you have like kids or you take care of someone or, you know, maybe you have like a puppy, I don't know, understand like, okay, this is when I'm going to be free of distractions, So I need to make the most of this time. This is when my baby's going to be napping or this is when I have a babysitter for my kids or like my mom's going to watch my kids, whatever, you know. Or this is when my puppy usually falls asleep and isn't crying, you know, finding those blocks of time when we can really, you know, planning ahead is the key. So you take that block of time, you plan ahead, and then you say, okay, this is how I'm going to make the most of the time. So, I mean, not even just with repairing stuff, but just, you know, taking care of your business and your personal life in general, blocking time out and committing to it is important. Number five, partner with a local charity. Find ways to use vintage to help these charities. Okay, now a lot of people would just assume, okay, I'm just going to donate the clothes. Well, maybe you can if you're in a good financial place. I know a lot of people aren't, but maybe if you're one of the people that are lucky enough to be, maybe you can p- donate a portion of your profits to a charity that you know speaks to your heart. Or maybe you can find a charity that helps people get back on their feet. Maybe you can do some vintage reworks for them if you're gifted enough and know how to sew and do tailoring. Maybe you can help some people have some new outfits to start their life fresh. I know there are quite a few charities that help. I don't know if there's any. I'm sure there are some for men. I'm more familiar, you know, with women's charities that that do that for women who who are getting back on their feet. So something like that could be really cool or maybe you can reach out and see if there's any charities that people are looking for work and you can hire them to do something for you Um, I know one of our clients had used um, an organization for a sewing project I can't remember who it was it might have been veterans who were doing the sewing or I can't remember the exact details but I thought that was really cool you know they otherwise a lot of these Um, men and women would have quite a few of them were on the path to homelessness so now they had um, a skill and something to support themselves so just some things to think about like I said every area is going to be different but maybe you can find a way to help or maybe have a vintage fashion show reach out to a charity um, or you know a local group and say hey I have uh, you know all these clothes maybe you can do like a a virtual fashion show if you're if you're in an area where people aren't getting together physically um and and raise some money that way an online auction lots of different um options there but i think a really positive one number six come up with your customer or your personal if, if you're not a business owner i'm trying to keep this um you know in the middle and not more one than the other But, um, coming up with either your personal or your customer avatar. And basically what that means is just really kind of nailing down, like, who is your customer and ask yourself, okay, is where I am right now with them? Is that appealing to them? What I'm selling? Do I really know what they want? Um, or if in your instance, if, if you're a person who buys vintage for yourself, like, am I really going to wear this? Is this what I really need? You know, um, lots of different questions to ask. But, you know, and don't feel bad if if maybe you don't have your customer avatar nailed down or especially your personal one, because personal style changes all the time. I can tell you that from my own personal experience. I mean, you'll look back at pictures of yourself, especially like in your 20s and just be like, oh, my God, what was I wearing? Um, And even now, from the time I've moved to California till from 2016 until today, I mean, my style has changed. I'm wearing less black. Uh, because, you know, for a while it looked like I was going to a funeral every day and I thought, okay, Bridget, we need some, we need some color, some pizzazz, some pieces, some, you know, special pieces. So don't feel bad if you don't have that nailed down, but it's fun to kind of just sit and brainstorm, get it on paper and see, okay, do I understand who my customer is? And if you're not a business owner, do I understand what I really want for my personal style? Number seven. Research eco-methods, whether it be storing, shipping, cleaning. How can you be healthier? Now, I'm not saying you need to do it all. You don't need to do a massive overhaul, obviously. The better the better we do things for our planet, sadly, the more expensive it is, which is really sad and, I think, a huge deterrent for people to do things the the right way. And that's something I think we as a planet need to figure out is, like, how do we do this? Um, but, you know, I um, I'm a big supporter of clean beauty products. I do think that the, the toiletries, the beauty products that my mom used, um, I think that really contributed to her cancer. And, um, once I found out that those things could contribute to cancer, I've been, I've been really good about using cleaner stuff. Um, so what I mean when I say don't do an overhaul is kind of figure out what's a good starting point. Like people ask for me, okay, Bridget, what's, what, how would you, um, if I was going to swap out one clean toiletry or beauty product, where would you start? And I almost always say deodorant. I always tell people deodorant's probably one of the first ones I would do because obviously you're applying deodorant very close to your, there's lymph nodes all over there, like your armpits. So I would tell people deodorant. So figure out maybe what is that one thing you can start with, or if you've already started, what's the next thing? It doesn't have to be a massive overhaul, but kind of researching um, eco methods, greener, more sustainable methods to support your your business or your you know your personal life as well Um, I think that goes hand in hand with working with vintage I mean I, I know a lot of you are doing this because you hate fast fashion and you love I mean obviously you love vintage but you also love being more sustainable so okay number eight pricing am I priced right hmm A lot of people ask me that question, and I am planning on starting like a little live workshop series that Art and I want to do, like limited seating, probably do it over, probably do it over like YouTube live, um, where you can actively participate. But I think that would probably be one of the first topics we cover is, um, you know, pricing. Is, is pricing i mean like am i pricing my products right a lot of people have asked me that question so stay tuned for that in the meantime you can do some research i think just looking within your your own inventory and your sales history and ask yourself you know am i too high am i too low and do a little reflection there number nine read more specifically fashion books. Read what interests you, Um, whether it's a book, a newsletter, a blog. Just do some reading. It's good for your brain, and it's good to keep educating yourself. You know, self-education doesn't have to cost a lot of money. Keep on reading. Um, I'm not really into audiobooks. I don't, I just, I mean, driving in California is, the worst. Like we have some of the worst drivers I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, So I can barely focus on like a podcast when I'm driving, which is sad because I don't really get to listen to podcasts much. Um, So audiobooks don't work for me. It's really hard for me to focus on them. I visually need to see the words. I'm a visual learner for sure. So I personally think reading a book is great for the brain, no matter what your preference is I just think it's amazing so if you can read more if you have time actually make the time you can totally make the time to read a little bit more even if it's just like 15 minutes a day set a timer and just enjoy and let your your brain chill out for a second because we're all on our phones way too much way too much I actually was reading a really great book about phone detox that's a whole other conversation um number 10 Subscribe to our Vintage for Business newsletter. Whether you have a business or not, I uh, send those out once a month at the beginning of the month. I don't do it on a specific date. It's really hard for me to commit to specific dates for things um, unless they're planned way in advance just because my schedule's very volatile right now. Um, but I always send one out. I just sent out the December one. So you can sign up through my best vintage life podcast.com. When you get to the homepage of the website, it's right on the top. You can't miss it. There's a box. You just put your email in and I send it out. Honestly, that's usually one of the only emails I send in the month. I might send like one or two other ones. I just don't have time to send emails. So you're not going to get spammed by any means. But, um, I think I don't know. I art gets them. He subscribes and he thinks they're all really helpful. So I always say if he thinks they're helpful, then that makes me feel good. And I've never had anybody complain about one. So another great way to keep um your education going in the vintage industry, whether you own a business or not. Number eleven buy a drying rack. (laughs) Now, a lot of you probably do own one, but I will say my drying rack that I got when I moved here, it just broke after four years, which not too bad because it wasn't made that well. Uh, Finally, bit the dust. I got a bigger one. Now, here's one, one thing I will say. A lot of this kind of stuff, it's hard to find things made in the U.S. Maybe you have someone in your life that could make you like a nice wooden one, and that's amazing. I do not have that, so... I got one on Amazon, I know, I know, but sometimes it's just like, I, I don't know where else to get this stuff. I probably could have shopped around, but I got this one on Amazon. It's actually made pretty well. It's on wheels, it has like three shelves, a hanging bar. Now, the off the one thing I will say about about the drying rack is, yeah, even though I probably didn't buy the best, and I try to be as sustainable as possible, as sustainable as possible with my purchases, You will save a lot of energy by using a drying rack and you'll save a lot off your energy bill. Um, So I look at that as a good positive, you know, even though there is some negatives to it. Because I think it's going to be really hard to find a drying rack that's not made in the USA or that is made in the USA rather. Um, If you do find one, please send me the link. I'd love to share that with people. But that kind of thing, it's kind of hard to find sometimes. But you are saving energy. And that's helpful to our planet. So I guess that's the trade off there. Number twelve. Explore other vintage areas. So maybe you're a vintage clothing person. Learn a little bit about vintage housewares or vice versa. Or maybe within your within your, you know, you might have an a, a niche. A niche. Niche? Is that how you say it? Niche? sorry guys I didn't have any caffeine this morning I didn't have my tea I'm sipping it slowly you know maybe you do vintage lingerie well maybe learn about I don't know something else within the vintage world it's it's good to know and that's one of the things I always say about with our academy is it's good to know a little about a lot of things especially in the business industry um you know, and think about uh, other areas in your life where you can incorporate more vintage. You know, maybe maybe you can start using some more vintage housewares. Maybe you can start using some more vintage clothes in your wardrobe, whatever it may be. Number 13, uh, have a vintage Zoom session. With friends, family, business friends, whoever. Uh, you know, wear your best looks and have some fun. I always tell people don't feel like just because you're sitting in your house you have to look schleppy or feel like a schlep, you know, just get it together, look cute, have some bubbly I mean I'm I'm not drinking at the moment, but have a glass for me, have some nibbles, maybe have a dance party, whatever. Just have fun with it and you know, put on your best vintage looks. Luke's <laughs> Number 14, uh, sign up for my Best Vintage Life Academy. Right now, if you get our retail math class and our monthly subscription, it's $5 off. So instead of 40 bucks, you're paying 35. And then uh, the monthly fee after that for the uh, subscription is $19.99. You can cancel at any time. You are, however, responsible for your cancellation. Um, I did have someone that was accusing me of being, I think I told you guys this in the last episode. She was like, you seem nice on your podcast, but I think this is a scam. I'm like, it's not a scam. <laughs> you know, I can see that you logged into your account, but okay. She was saying like she couldn't see anything, but like, I can see like your, how many times people log in and it said she had logged in two times. So I'm like, "I wish I don't understand. Um, and then she just, she canceled her subscription. So Don't, don't do that. Don't panic. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I think I did tell you guys that last week. Um, But anyways, you're responsible for canceling. It's very easy to do so. And I won't have any hurt feelings if you do. We're all in different stages of life. You're always welcome to come back at another time. It is what it is. All right. Um, If a biz owner, business owner, um, if you are a business owner, I can't even read my own notes, (laughs) get your finances in order you know, look at your numbers for 2020, they're probably going to be a little wonky, Uh, maybe compare them to 2019. And you know what, then just set goals for 2021. But I'm saying look at 2019, because 2019 was significant, significantly much more of a normal year business wise. Um, And then, you know, use your knowledge of market trends to help you build those goals. Uh, Maybe figure out I'm going to invest in this, even though it's not really my thing, maybe I'll invest in that a little bit to bump up my sales. And we do talk about market trends in the newsletter as well. That's another good thing to point out. Let's see here. Getting toward the end. Uh, Number 16, learn a skill related to vintage. Maybe it's sewing. Maybe you don't know how to use a a clothing steamer. Maybe you don't know how to use a clothing iron. Maybe you want to learn how to knit. Listen. I'm telling you right now, especially with hiring, and I might have mentioned this in the episode about hiring, don't ever um, assume that like people know how to do all the things you do. I mean, I I know people who don't even know how to use a vacuum. So yeah, it's, I mean, some of it's kind of sad, but don't, don't assume that someone has had all these skills taught to them. You know, we all grow up in different situations um, and some people just aren't taught the same things as others. And that's why we ourselves can be educators and help people. So if you yourself don't know any of these things, don't feel bad. I don't know how to sew. I know how to steam and iron. I don't know how to knit. But maybe there's some other skills you might be interested in learning, especially if it's, if it's applicable to your vintage business or to your own personal collection. Number 17 create a dialogue about vintage to have with customers, family, and friends. So I had posted about this on Instagram. I had asked people, you know, like, what would, what will you say to people to, um, to help them see the more positive side of vintage? And I did get some really great responses. Um, I posted it at like a weird time of day though. So probably not as many as usual. Um, but I think it's really important and I'm just going to like restate what I stated on Instagram about this. I think it's so important to have that dialogue ready so that the second you get some snarkiness from someone, or not necessarily snarkiness, maybe someone innocently is just like, yeah, I don't know anything about vintage. Have something ready so that, um, you know, you can really don't, it's you want to have something ready that's not so salesy, you know like you're not looking to make the sale, you're more looking to sell it to sell a piece to someone because um, you know you want to do something good for the planet or for sustainability, whatever whatever the goal is. Have something ready. You'll look educated, you'll look polished, you look professional and it'll make a really good lasting impression. I think so on, on your customer, you know, instead of like that sleazy sales approach. And if you don't have a business, it's also a good conversation to have ready for people who are like, oh, what are you wearing? Or wow, you wear vintage a lot. Well, have something ready. You know, maybe, maybe you can get that friend to kick their fast fashion, fast fashion addiction. You never know. Could happen. I hope it happens. Number Number 18. Listen to podcasts that complement vintage. So I think I talked about this with vintage self education, our episode uh, that I did a while back. Um, You know, it could be business, it could be art, it could be finance, it could be culture, it could be film. There are so many genres of life that complement vintage and help help you understand vintage. I mean, I had to do so much self-education with all these vintage t-shirts we've been getting in and with like the vintage t-shirt like big push right now I mean I there are I definitely don't know everything I see on a vintage t-shirt so sometimes it's helpful to know you know pop culture references arts references film references um you know and then I think business and finance podcasts can be really helpful if you have a business. So I don't, unfortunately, I don't have a lot of time to listen to other podcasts much. I wish I did. I have like a few set ones that I I do dedicate the time to, but if you have more free time and you're looking, I definitely suggest going outside of like the fashion realm and finding some other uh, genres to listen to. Number 19, sign a petition for a fashion related cause. I think that also goes hand in hand with vintage. I do have a link in my link tree, um, on my best vintage life podcast on the Instagram. I have a link tree, which is basically a link you click and it's a bunch of other links. I'm sure you've seen them on many accounts. Um, and I think the first link I have, I'm pretty sure it's still the first one is, um, to sign a a petition to, you know, end the suffering of the Uyghur Muslims. Um, who are in forced labor camps in China right now. Um, that's that's probably one of my biggest, a, a cause that speaks the most to my heart um, and something that you can sign. I think the petition is still active. I think they just like keep re-upping it so they can get more numbers. But if there's another cause that speaks to your heart, sign that petition. And, you know, it's a small, quick, easy, free thing you can do to to support a cause. Uh, let's see. Number 20, uh, extend your sourcing contacts. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Do research, um, you know, see what's available around you. Are there wholesalers, rag houses? Um, what's the flea market scene like? Is there a flea market scene right now? Um, what are estate sales like? Are they having estate sales right now? It's it's hard. Obviously, it's like putting these notes together was hard because I don't know. Everybody's situation is very different. But don't put all your eggs in one basket with sourcing because, um, you don't want to put your eggs in one basket for many things in life. And I definitely would recommend against it for sourcing vintage. And then last but not least, number 21, have fun, deep breaths. And remember, there are no emergencies in fashion. Okay. Um, I had to tell myself every day, I had to tell myself that every day at my old job, you know, no matter what people, whatever energy they're putting on me and they're, like, transferring their, their bullshit on me, you know, in terms of, like, panic and, and stress or whatever, I don't, just deep breaths, it's going to be okay, it's all going to be okay, um, and if it isn't, then complain to me about it, <laughs> but um as someone who has been through a roller coaster of a life so far in these um these 32 years that I've been alive I can tell you that there are so many times when I felt like things wouldn't be okay and they they ended up okay um you know there's a lot of stuff I can't relate to going on in the world right now um obviously I I can't relate to racism because I'm a white woman um I can't relate to God. I mean, I, the list could go, could go on and on and on. But if there's one thing, I know a lot of people are struggling financially and that's definitely one thing I can relate to because the older I get, the more I realize how uh, financially disadvantaged my family was growing up. Um, especially in the area of Pennsylvania where I grew up, it's, I mean, for more, more or less, let's just call it Appalachia. I mean, it isn't like West Virginia, Appalachia, but it's, it's pretty bad. I mean, the median the median income where I grew up is about $30,000 or less. Yeah. I mean, I think my salary in high school when I was a cashier at a grocery store, our minimum wage was $5.15. And I'm not sure if the minimum wage in Pennsylvania these days is even over $10. It might be right at 10 Um, so I can definitely relate to anybody right now who is having financial struggles. I can remember my dad losing his job multiple times. I can remember him working in like a pencil factory just so we could eat. (laughs) Um, yeah, horrible, horrible things. And I grew up with this constant panic about money and worry about money that still seeps into my life today. Um, you know, it's definitely something I've talked about in therapy, And I don't think, I don't know, I don't know if I'll ever get over it, you know, even though I feel like I I am successful in life, and I have a great career, and I love what I do, and I'm financially blessed. Like, there still is always that, like, panic and that scarcity, and I I, I hate that feeling, but um, I definitely can relate to anybody right now who has had a really rough year and i'm sorry if you have and if you're swamp especially if you're a small business owner or if anyone you know has lost their job whether it's a spouse a friend significant other whatever it may be um i'm so sorry you know and i i, I wanted to keep this positive so i'm not gonna go <laughs> too um too down in the dumps um because i want to keep it positive, but, um, yeah, just, just chin up. I do, I do know that things can seem like they're not going to be okay, but I know in the end it'll work out in some way, shape or form, but you know, for everybody might be a little bit different. It might work out next week, next month, next year. You know, we all have these seasons in our life with, with, um, with ups and downs and sometimes we see them coming and sometimes we don't. Nobody saw 2020 coming. That's for sure you know, it's funny this time last year, I planned a vacation for January. And I remember thinking in my head, who goes on vacation in January? That's such a weird time, Bridget. And I thought, no, nah, I want to do it. I just want to do it. I'm just going to go by myself. I'm going to go on a vacation. And wouldn't you know, a day or two after I get back from my vacation, people start talking about COVID. And I thought it was kind of, I almost feel like it's my my spidey sense that I have. Art calls me witch woman. Uh, I almost feel like I was kind of like, not predicting it in my head, but I knew I knew something was coming because I've never in my life gone on a vacation. I didn't do anything extravagant. I just, you know, stayed in California and drove around a little bit. But um, it's almost like I knew I knew it was coming. So even though none of us knew it was coming. (laughs) What a crazy year. Um, Well, friends, this is this is the last episode of the year. And, um, happy Hanukkah to any of my listeners who've been celebrating Hanukkah, anyone who's going to be celebrating Kwanzaa Christmas, um, please do enjoy those holidays. I will say happy holidays to include everyone. Um, and if you don't celebrate, that's fine too. Um, the most important thing, I think even more so than the holidays is that you all have a fabulous and happy new year and stay positive positive okay my friends that's all I have for now um I will be doing some fun renovation posts or stories probably on my personal Instagram that's at basic bougie Bridget if you want to follow along if you like old house renovations I know quite a few of you did when I posted about it um on the podcast Instagram so feel free to follow along there it's going to be a good time stressful but good All right, my friends, in the meantime, stay safe, stay sane, stay healthy. Please be kind to others and to yourself and don't be basic. Bye.